Hi everyone, welcome back to the Rupa Subramania show. It's great to have you here with me once again. If you're joining for the first time, thanks for tuning in. Today's show is going to be a little different. Uh, we're not going to have a guest today that I'll be interviewing, but instead you'll have me sharing some thoughts on a very important debate that is currently unfolding in Canada on assisted suicide, officially known as MAID, which stands for Medical Assistance in Dying. Now, it's a very innocuous sounding acronym for a rather uh, grim procedure. Now, some of you might have seen my long piece for Barry Wise's Common Sense, uh, which interviewed a range of different people who wanted to apply for assisted suicide in Canada and their reasons for wanting to get it. In none of these cases was their death imminent or foreseeable, which used to be the norm before the rules were considerably relaxed back in 2021. If you haven't read it, I would really encourage you to check it out. I spent two months uh, researching and writing it and interviewing uh, the, the, the people who went into the story. Uh, and many of the stories I heard from people uh, applying for MAID or contemplating uh, applying for MAID were absolutely disturbing and heartbreaking. But today I wanted to chat with you uh, at a much broader level about the rationale for MAID in the context of a democratic and free society like Canada. Now, I'll be very honest with you. It's been a challenge for me as someone uh, who identifies uh, as being on the libertarian end of the spectrum on various issues to wrap my head around this particular issue. But here's the thing. In morality as in economics, there are often two definitions uh, of, um, of, of who the decider is. Um, sometimes it's described as the individual or the agent, as they say in economics, and sometimes it's described as the household, which is the family. All sounds fairly simple and innocuous, but that makes a huge difference to how we look at issues like MAID, whether a family and an individual member of the family may be at odds. Now, a libertarian who believes the individual is all that matters and that the family is irrelevant would argue that the individual can choose whatever they want as long as they're of sound body and mind. And it doesn't matter what their family thinks because it's the individual is all that counts. So if they want to die by suicide or get someone's help to do it, they should be allowed to do that. Ironically enough, the view of the individual is everything and the family is nothing. Uh, and this is a view that is actually echoed by the far left as well, who believe that the family, as we've um, had it for thousands of years, in fact, uh, for all of recorded history, is nothing other than a patriarchal construct uh, suppressing women. And this concept just needs to be uh, destroyed, essentially. Now, this is one strange situation where the far left and a pure individualistic libertarian actually happen to agree uh, that it's the individual that counts, although they think so for very, very different reasons. But now let's look at the other side of the coin and the definition of the basic unit as the family or as economists call the household. And you get a totally different understanding. On this view, individuals are uh, bound together in a family and the decision that one individual, individual makes within the family impacts everybody else. 
Again, in the language of economics, it's the household that is optimizing for the best outcome and not the individuals within the household doing so separately. Now, this gives you a very different perspective on medical assistance in dying or maid. You have to consider the totality uh, of the impact on a family and by extension, the larger community or society, uh, which is after all a web of interconnected families as compared to where everyone just decides for themselves. Surely, when you've had to contemplate a tough decision in life, and I'm not even talking about something as grim and existential as made, you know, it could be anything from whether you want to change your job or you move to a different place or break up with a partner. Uh, you generally tend to discuss these issues uh, with the people in your life, the people you care about, whether they're your family or your close friends. And what they say will likely inform and influence your final decisions, I would imagine. But what's happening in Canada, um, we seem to be moving towards a situation where these family ties are broken apart by government policy. And every individual, and perhaps even a minor, if the government gets its way, can make up their own mind on whether to end their life without considering the impact on your family or your loved ones more generally and without taking their concern into account. Again, uh, for specific examples of what I'm talking about, I'd really recommend you take a look at my piece for Barry Wise's Common Sense, which uh, brings all of these uh, points that I'm making into sharp relief. Now, philosophers and writers have also held forth uh, on the question of suicide and by extension, assisted suicide. Uh, for example, the great French uh, writer and philosopher Albert Camus uh, wrote a classic uh, short essay called The Myth of Sisyphus, uh, which I'm sure you read when you were in high school. It's a Greek myth in which an unfortunate individual has been condemned by the gods to push this heavy rock up the side of a hill. Uh, he spends all day doing it. Um, at the end of the day, the rock slides down and uh, he has to start all over again the next day. And this goes on day after day, um, exactly the same way for all of eternity, um, basically arduous labor that ends up being completely meaningless, completely useless and uh, resulting in not much of a life in the end. Uh, now Camus wondered whether such a situation might provide uh, a valid rationale for suicide, uh, but he decided that it didn't. In the end, Camus valued human relationships and human solidarity above everything else. And he thought, ultimately, we would find our salvation in relationships uh, with uh, our fellow human beings, with fellow men and women. And this would be our escape from the absurdity of life, um, lived as a single individual uh, connected with uh, anyone else. This is also the point of his classic a novel, L'Etranger, uh, translated either as the outsider uh, in, in the UK or the stranger in the US. It's about an individual completely alone in the world. He has no reason to live. And in the end, he commits a murder uh, just so he's arrested by the police and then he's sent to the guillotine. It's a tragic story of what happens to an individual who's completely cut off uh, from people around him, has no family or friends, and fe feels he has no reason to live, no stake in life. 
Likewise, uh, there's a classic poem um, called uh, Titonus by the British uh, poet Lord Tennyson, uh, which is, again, based on a Greek myth about an individual who's asked and received a boon from the gods for immortal life. How great is that? But he forgets to ask one important thing, which is immortal youth. Um, so year after year, over the centuries and millennia, um, he's still alive, but he grows more and more frail. He's getting older and, uh, and eventually wishes for death, which of course he never gets. The most famous line in this uh, great poem is a quote, after many a summer dies the swan. It refers to the swan, which lives year after year and finally succumbs to death, something uh, Titonus is wishing for. But let's step back from the world of literature and poetry and philosophy to our real world, where individuals are bound together by family and community ties. And a decision to apply for something as irreversible as medical assistance in dying uh, sends shockwaves uh, through family and, uh, and members of the community. Now, of course, uh, it's important to note that there's a difference between someone who is terminally ill and in excruciating pain and suffering is just ex extraordinary for whom made is genuinely an option, a blessing, and many of us might act, might agree that someone in this situation um, should have a right to speed things up and save themselves some of this excruciating pain and suffering, um, and uh, and 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 die with some dignity. But what about an able-bodied person? What about an able-bodied young person uh, like Keanu Vafayan in my uh, in my story for uh, Common Sense? Uh, someone like that applies for MAID for reasons other than that their death is within sight and that they're li living in constant excruciating pain for which there is no cure and no treatment. And, and it's granted under Canada's increasingly uh, permissive made laws. This just seems absolutely perverse, right? It's more like made is actually substituting for social services and family support, or maybe it's a new form of eugenics to cull the unwanted who are seen as a drain on resources and whose life is not considered um, intrinsically valuable. Um, if all of this sounds familiar, you might recall a classic dystopian science fiction film called Soylent Green, which I watched many, many years ago, in which uh, an elderly, the elderly are forced to go in for assisted suicide, where they have a great uh, last meal and evening, and then they're listening to their favorite music and they're burned to death. As it turns out, the cynical society wants to kill its old people because um, from the remains of the dead, they produce artificial chemical products uh, that keep society alive. It's a very scary and dystopian vision. And while we're not there yet, uh, we might as well be heading in that direction here in Canada. Now, again, I would encourage you to read the stories of uh, the people that I interviewed for Common Sense, uh, the folks who are grappling with the decision to apply for MAID or not. Uh, for my part, for those who are in a truly terminal situation, uh, living in excruciating pain, they're suffering every day, um, and uh, it would seem, in my opinion, it would seem uh, 
cruel to deny them this opportunity, an opportunity to lessen that pain and suffering uh, if they're of sound mind to make that decision for themselves. But here's the thing, so many cases of made recently uh, seem, um, you know, seem far removed from this threshold uh, and made uh, just comes across as being some kind of a substitute uh, for a well-functioning society. Uh, it's really hard to disagree with those who point to this as a sign of serious uh, moral decay in Canada and perhaps a bellwether uh, for what is to come in other Western societies. So why should we care about the ultra-permissive rules that allow assisted suicide in Canada? Uh, why is this an issue? Why should we care? We seem to be on a slippery slope um, with assisted suicide uh, in Canada where just about anything uh, is enough to qualify for medical assistance in dying. Um, the law is currently being uh, studied and reviewed um, for next year when it could possibly be extended to uh, mature minors um, and, and, it, and it will be expanded to uh, those with um, mental illness where mental illness would be the sole underlying condition uh, to qualify for MAID. You no longer need to have a physical uh, ailment, uh, but mental illness would be the sole underlying condition. Uh, now, even the most hardcore libertarian uh, would have serious issues when it comes to uh, minors being allowed to opt for medical assistance in dying without their parents' uh, consent. Uh, mature minors can't uh, vote, they can't uh, drive a car, they cannot purchase a gun, um, or join the army for that bad matter, but they're going to have a right to assisted suicide. Uh, this, frankly, seems completely insane. Um, and as for mental illness, uh, what, what exactly qualifies um, as mental illness? Who decides? Mental illness is not like having cancer. Um, if you have cancer, that can be established by a battery of different tests, different medical tests. Uh, there's no judgment involved. But who decides if someone has a mental illness, apparently so bad, so severe, that they should be allowed to end their lives or they should be, um, uh, they should receive help to end their lives. Um, I think this is a dangerous territory. I think we're heading in a very dangerous direction here. Um, and, um, and the law has just been made uh, progressively, it, it's just getting progressively looser and looser and more liberal. Um, and chances are that unless there's a very strong opposition to where we're going with MAID, uh, I think the experts will support it and uh, the government will go along with it. Um, so for conservatives and uh, pragmatic libertarians, uh, where we're heading with assisted suicide uh, ought to be of great concern. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, do you think that Canada is on a slippery, slippery slope to assisted suicide on demand? I'm worried that we are. With that thought in mind, I want to thank you for tuning in and see you again next week.